Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. This episode is the second to the last of the series we've been doing during this bonus content piece to season two. The series is called Self-Care for Leaders Under Fire. We've been distilling stress management techniques for those of us whose time is at a premium like never before. As a way of showing how these techniques play out in real life, I've been interviewing real women who fit one of three categories within the Hello Health framework, first responders, jugglers, and weather veins. Today, I'm taking 10 minutes to talk about weather veins first. I just want to thank all of you who have rated and reviewed the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We use personas for this Leaders Under Fire series because it helps us categorize stress and describe stressors that are unique to women in leadership. The warmth in leadership is one many women exhibit, and often warmth charisma comes from the ability to connect with others at the heart level. Empathy is another strength of many women in leadership, but the flip side of warmth, connection, and empathy is that the stress of others can become our own. The stress of the weather vane often comes from fear of the unknown and anticipating hard times. Weather vanes feel the storm brewing. They know which way the wind is blowing, but the cold rain hasn't necessarily reached them yet. Nevertheless, it's anxiety-provoking to be able to feel the storm brewing and not know what to do to prepare for it. Weather vanes are also likely to be enduring the stress of others in their sphere. For example, empaths are especially stressed when people they love go through hard or scary times. You know you're a weather vane when you feel a pretty good level of energy, but you feel stressed when you try to look ahead into uncertain times. In this series, we've been likening stress to a storm. Imagine we're all trying to hike across a mountain range. We have to conquer not just the mountain, but the entire range. So we've prepared, and we have a tent on our backs to give us shelter when we need a reprieve. The tent is our stress management program. First responders have to build this tent at night without a flashlight in the middle of the cold, driving rain. That's why the tent instructions are as simple as possible. You can build it with very little time, even when it's hard to tell which way is up. But once you get into the basic shelter, there is comfort to be had, and your batteries will begin to recharge. We should all start with the foundational tripod tent. If your battery is charged and you've got enough energy to go glamping, but you've never pitched a tent before, you should still start with this basic tent before you add on. So what's great about the tripod tent is you can add on when you're ready, like a Lego set with modules to it. And weather vanes, you're ready to go glamping. In the next five minutes, I'm going to tell you how to create the party tent. No more sleeping on the floor. This tent is big enough to fit a king-sized bed. Hang the lights and let other people in to ensure your energy stays high. Just in case you're like me and completely jealous about the weather vanes in their party tent, don't worry, we are all going to get there. We're all invited to go glamping. Remember that the Hello Health prescription for stress management is additive. The more you invest in self-care, that is, being sheltered from the storm, the more energy you'll have for building the next modules. So, to make the party tent, you start with number one, breathe oxygen. 
do one thing for yourself first thing in the morning. This can be as simple as listening to the birds outside, three big breaths, or enjoying a cup of coffee. If you have time, extend this morning ritual to make it as enjoyable as possible. Number two, bookend the day by writing down your wins. This is where you downshift away from your productive time. You end your day feeling positive because you look into the past. So you focus on progress, not on what lies ahead to be done. That task list is endless. Congratulate yourself on at least one achievement every day. And that achievement can come from any dimension of your life. At the end of the week, review your list. At a minimum, you should have at least seven achievements written down. Weather veins, you may have even more. If you can get three or five wins in a day, don't limit yourself to just one. You can write down as many as you want. So your end of the week review might be a list of 35 wins. 35. There's something to celebrate. No wonder you need a party tent. Number three, invest in sleep. The reason to bookend your day in the way I've just described is so you can protect your body's capacity for stress management. The Hello Health system leverages the body's ability to help the mind. The emotional processing we do during sleep simply cannot be paralleled by our conscious minds. But we are not light switches, people. We're not meant to be turned off and on like we only have two modes. We're more like dimmer switches. To get the most from sleep, we need a resting period that focuses on the positive in our immediate past. This positive focus allows our brain to shift down and makes it safe to turn off. Let's say you don't agree, or you just don't see the value. One alternative is to get to the end of our days and write down all the things we need to get done tomorrow. In my experience, executive women don't like to break the momentum of their productivity, and they don't want to forget all of the important things they need to do. So at the end of their day, they create a list that is really long. So long, not everything on the list is possible to get done in the coming 24 hours. So the brain feels wound up at the end of the day. It may take a while to fall asleep, and the sleep may be fitful because the brain is focused on the fact that it will need to power back up in a hurry in order to tackle what is sure to be a losing battle against the list. These conditions are those we create for ourselves. We can shift into the past and its positive focus, which signals our brains it's okay to sleep, or we can focus on the negative and on all the things we haven't done, which signals to our brains that we're grudgingly allowing them to sleep. It's sleep we don't deserve when there's so much left to do. It doesn't take long to know which way to sleep is more restorative. If you want to eventually make it to the party tent, you have to do two things. Number one, you have to have something to celebrate. And number two, you have to have the energy to throw confetti into the air. Now you're ready to add on to the two-person tent module. Step four is called sun and solitude, which you get by taking a 45-minute walk outside every day. Seeing the sun and green things puts us in a better mood. If you're not getting enough time alone, walking gives you an excuse to get that time onto your schedule. Conversely, if you're getting too much time alone, walk and talk while on the phone with a good friend. Bonus points when you talk to the kind of friend you want to invite into your backstage area. 
Which brings me to step five. Create a backstage by purposefully letting people know you trust them and that you'd like help solving problems. Leaders are the strong ones. We don't look like we need help. Very often, women in leadership spend so much time thinking about the needs of others, we aren't able to articulate what we need for ourselves. We have to consent to help. This is more than just being willing to accept help. We have to actually inform those we respect and trust that we want their help and that we'll accept their counsel. Let the people you want backstage supporting your high performance know that you consent to them helping you identify what you need. Allow them to comfort you. Allow them to care for you. No more of this expecting yourself to be self-recharging. We have a mountain range to climb and we're all going to need each other. Know that you have to actually use words to consent to receiving help. You can't just think it. You can't just expect people to think, oh, I'm going to dive in and help this person. You have to say things like, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. Can I share your brain to help me solve this problem? You can say things like, I want you to know that I trust your judgment. I'd like to hear anything you have to say. These are invitations to the backstage. Part of the importance of creating the backstage stems from the fact that only leaders in your particular industry or line of work actually understand the timbre to the stress unique to what you do. Only the team understands team-related stress. As leaders, if we don't include ourselves in the dialogue that helps with emotional processing of work stress, we're doing ourselves and the team a disservice. You know you're locked in a losing battle when you feel like you have to be the strong one all of the time. Taking your armor off makes you feel lighter and gives you a reprieve from the burdens of leading. The backstage is a psychologically safe place to be without your armor on, and that place is better when more people help create it. Leaders have to give permission for the team to create this space, and this permission enables the team to co-create safe space for everyone. Are you ready to party, party people? There's only one last step to get the party tent started. Step six is to practice being present. Weather veins have the time to look back into the past and grieve for what we've lost. They also have time to look into the future and worry that the path ahead is not at all clear. Finally, some of the stress of weather veins can come from wishing they could be more helpful to those around them. When I say I want you to practice being present, what I mean is that I want you to take your eyes off of the horizon, a line we will never cross. Pull your heart back from things we can never have again. Focus on what we have now, including the outright blessings for which we are grateful the silver linings we have the energy to perceive, and the problems we need to solve. Being present is a skill we need to hone and strengthen if we want to become unusually helpful people during times of uncertainty and high stakes. If you are a weather vane, begin the daily practice of being present. You can do this any number of ways, but some of the evidence-based ways I know include journaling, doing yoga, stretching, or meditating. You don't have to do all of them. You just have to choose at least one method to practice being in the here and now. You know you're doing it right when you begin to enjoy the life we have now. 
That's when you've succeeded in building the party tent. Now that your tent is up, the lights are on, and you're no longer sleeping on the floor, you've got the energy and the perspective you need to invite others to the party. Here's how. First, make a list of people you want to see come through this crisis as a better version of themselves. Who do you want to see come through this feeling stronger, more capable, and more connected to their colleagues? Number two, brainstorm how your particular skills and resources can make these people feel better. What problems are you good at solving? What strategies work for you? What resource can you offer? Then, take one step each day to help one of these people. Reach out and offer three specific ways you can solve a problem, be helpful, or join the backstage. You might be thinking, when's a good time to get started with all this? How about today? Remember, today is good, even when we're under fire. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.